again my friends and you are my friends and welcome back to another thursday night match day preview this one with a slight twist the talking town boys are in the vip area waiting to come on matt phillips is suddenly currently having a beer having a dance and he's ready for this evening we've got of course actual and stanley owner andy holt with us a very exciting guest we've got the wheel many topics obviously stanley's a club we've done some business with recently with Jackson and Danassian, so some good talking points there. I will bring in my two co-hosts in just a moment. First of all, thank you all to those who kindly donate to the channel and support us on a monthly basis. Thank you ever so much. We obviously can't continue and carry on doing the things we're doing without your support. You you truly are the community, as it were. Mike D's in the building. Welcome in, Mike D. I thought you have gone for some wham tonight, Martin. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get the copyright for that. But yeah, great suggestion. Andrew Arben, good evening. Callie. Uh, Accurate away was my favourite away day last year. Quite a few of those. I'm sure Andy will be absolutely delighted to read that uh, many people feel that it's a community club. Welcome in Cruncher and Matt Phillips. Stanley, a community club, a nice uh, football team. Almost an Ipswich town, right? With the with same sort of things there? Well, oh, lovely. We've, we've mentioned it before, haven't we? John Coleman singing Christmas hits back in December. Lovely yes. community film. I'm sure Andy will tell us more about it. Yeah, all good. What a lovely trip there in the FA Cup, Martin. Oh, no. That wasn't a yeah. lovely trip at all. I know. <laughs> Football was atrocious. Freezing. I, I, I've forgotten that moment. I've forgotten that whole game until you've mentioned that. So, oh, geez. Matt, ever been to, to, to the stadium there at Acton? No, not been up to Accrington Stanley's game. I did watch that FA Cup game, though. It's in the States at the time, so I watched it on ESPN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we go any further, let's just get it out of the way. Rich, cricket update. What was latest in the cricket today? I saw several town fans back and forth having a little bit of a, you know, moment. It was that bad look, Matt. It was easy. No, he lost his microphone. I mean, that's tactics, isn't it? He definitely Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. Yeah. What is going on with your mic? Nothing. It was just muted. I don't know. It's him pressing the buttons up the top there and then blame it on me. Bumble. Yeah, Bumble follows Accrington, doesn't he? He's a yeah, big Accrington fan. And yeah, cricket, don't them. talk about it. Callie, don't even put any messages it was, uh, in. It's the, it was the quickest test match since 1935, I was reading. Yeah, I was, just, I was doing some painting today and I um finished that half day and I've done some painting and I had it on the radio and it was shocking. Was it 17 wickets today, was it? Joe Root got five wickets for eight <laughs> runs. It shows you how bad the, the pitch was. I'd rather look at a pitch for, 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 for two days than watch cricket. <laughs> but that's just my own personal opinion. Maybe Andy's a cricket fan. Let's bring Andy in now, obviously our guest. Welcome in, Andy. How are you doing? Are you a cricket fan? Uh, I like I like to watch a bit of cricket, but mainly on a Sunday with a pint in my hand down at Village. <laughs> so, I could do the pint. I've been to uh, Old Trafford with, with Bumble a few times and uh, knocked about around there, but uh, I think I think little village cricket pubs for me. Yeah, I could do with the point. I could definitely do the point aspect of it. I, I'm just not, you know, it's the it's a game, Rich, that just takes days when it could take minutes, it seems. 
But there is different forms of the game, Martin. Yeah, 2020 is... What, is a... Andy, what, what do you reckon? Would Bumble rather uh, England won the Ashes or Accrington get to the Championship? What would he, what would he plump for, do you reckon? He'd go for Aki. <laughs> for Aki every time. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, his first loves football, not cricket, believe it or not. No. So, uh, yeah, he's a uh, great chap. He's done a lot of stuff for Accrington. I fired him first time. When I first joined, he were a director. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to ring him up and fire him along with everybody else. And, uh, funny story, really. He's, he's a, he, I mean, he's a great guy. And I rang him up and uh, and I said, listen, uh, David, you're going to have to go as a director. I said, you're, you're, you're on the books as, as, a, as a director, as such a responsible uh, for a lot of things that have gone on at club. VAT haven't been paid. Tax haven't been paid. I said, I said you're an executive director, so it's, you've got responsibilities. He said, I didn't know I were a director. He said, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> so I said, anyway, I'm going to fire you. He said, get me fired. He said, get me off that book. He said, I don't know. I've never been there. It's a dream to me. He's a wonders fit club and uh, he's, he's a real big uh, Stanley fan. He played for Stanley. Did he? Yeah. He in the 30s, I think it was, but it was certainly a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've got our first sort of, not question, but we'll get it out of the way nice and early. Andy Graham says, what a pleasure to see an owner that gets the club's fans. Do you want to buy Ipswich, Andy? By any <laughs> chance, ask Graham. We'll get it out of the way nice and quick. Good, easy answer, that. When you bought one, you realise that you never want another. Once <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've got to be bitten at our level than being bitten at your level. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we were talking off air about when you took control of Agra and Stanley and, and the position they were in and where they are now. And you didn't grow up a football fan, was that right? Not really. No, I weren't, I weren't a big fan. I used to I used to go out with my mates on beer and watch Burnley now and again, but not not. I wouldn't have a season ticket or I'd go over to Old Trafford if I could bum some tickets. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd, I'd enjoy the day out like anything else, but I'd, I'd just as much rather go to Thursk and watch horse racing and have a bet and a few pints. I weren't bothered. We're Saturday, as long as I win a few pints with my mates, I were happy. So it didn't necessarily have to be football. <laughs> so, and I asked you, how, so how did, how does somebody doesn't, you know, necessarily grow up that sort of with that in-depth passion that perhaps people do when they grow up with it, decide, right, I'm going to take a football club. What about Stanley stood out to you? What did you fall in love with, with, with about? Well, I, the pest, they were struggling with Stanley all the time, and uh, we, we, my business donated to a lot of uh, local clubs, football clubs, cricket clubs, that, that, about getting kids off streets, you know, about giving kids sport and, and bringing them into it. So it weren't about cancer charities and all that. It were the front end, getting kids into physical activity and all that. And we, we give quite a bit of cash out. And, it, and if you could satisfy that, we'd give some cash. Anyway, I can Stanley come calling because obviously their community trust and uh, academy gets hundreds and thousands of kids up. I think about 10,000 people interact with a year. Back then, it's a lot more now. Uh, so they asked me if I'd sponsor it. And and uh, I said I'd sponsor it without really getting involved in details. I said, okay, I'll sponsor it. And uh, I agreed a £200,000 three-year sponsor for the shirt. Well, it was 60000 a year for the shirt. And they, th- they threw stadium in for twenty grand for three years to name stadium. So, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's brilliant. Uh and, and the great people. So, so I put that 200 grand in and I were invited to uh, put it friendlies at the beginning of the season. And I went on and uh, watched us against Burnley. And we were 3-0 up after nine minutes. 
in Fremble, who went on to win 4-2. And, and it, there's no beer. I got one pint with my lad and they ran out of beer. And I said, well, so what's, the, what's the crack here? I want a beer. I'm out for a pint with my lad to watch football. And they unpaid the bills and couldn't get the beers, couldn't get the pies and, and what have you. And I, and I thought, what have I got into here? You know, toilets, you'd fall literally through the floor at toilets. And, uh, but I were in then, I'd sponsored it and I were in. And uh, and I went to a couple more matches and chairman then Peter Marsley came up to me and said, look, we're, we're really struggling, can you help me? Uh, would, you, would you like to get involved in club? And... Uh, I said, well, not really. And it, it, back in the day, they told me they were they couldn't pay wages. They had hundred thousand of wage arrears, uh, and they couldn't pay them for 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 a month. Uh, and I, I said, well, I'll I'll put hundred thousand, another hundred thousand in on top of the two hundred sponsorship. So I'll put the hundred in, and if I'll have a look at it for a month, and if I don't want to get involved, you can consider that a gift. And if I do get involved, well, it'll be a gift to me. Because it's paying some of the bills that I'll have to pay after anyhow. And uh, when we looked at it, I got I spent a month with lawyers and accountants doing due, uh, due diligence. And uh, you know, it, it will, when you look at a company, it's bad. Yam Yancey Ackington Stanley, it were it were it were really bad. But what what I learned over that month is it, it weren't bad for wrong reasons, it were bad for the right reasons. People were working hard. People have got that club from nowhere into into the football league, up, up four or five leagues, with buttons. They were literally meeting up at the end of a match and coppering up to keep the place going. You know, the directors, so, so Bumble were throwing his time in. There were fans, I was speaking to fans that had put 10,000 in. Peter Marsden had put a few hundred thousand in and, and uh, earliest gone. And it... The story is not one of mismanagement. The story is one of, of doing the best from being at seventh tier and getting into the football league without any real any real backing. So so the, these guys, it's not a criticism where we were. It's a credit to them that they managed to get so far. And I, and I, I, I met them and I thought, well, they, you know, they're really good people. The community trust does a fabulous job. It's doing better now. And the, the academy does, you know... There's wonders, and even that, that you know, that's improving now because we're, we're getting a little bit of stability. We're not, we're not funding it. We're, we're just giving them a future, and and, th- and things are getting better. But but I, everybody told me not to get involved. The solicitors, the accountants, my wife, even my son now that swears up, loves Stanley, said don't get involved. And uh, and I slept on it. I just got a bit when I said, look, I'm going to do it, and that's that. So. <laughs> Went in and uh, and got involved. There were a couple of million quid of debt in it, and uh, you know we had we had I had to put out a uh, a note saying that if you haven't come and claimed any cash owed to you within six months, I'm right. You can consider it written off. You're never getting paid. They were still coming out at Woolwork a year later. Uh, I did that job. I didn't put invoice in because they couldn't pay, and and it was like that. But it. The, the one thing that struck me is the honesty of the people, uh, the town, the commitment, John Coleman, Jimmy Bell, uh, and and Martin Fearon at uh, Community Trust. Uh, they, they, were, they were just a great bunch of lads. Uh, I got counselling because council couldn't stand the club. It were always, they were always meeting on court steps. And I said, look, you, you, you either back me now, well, tell me you're not backing me. And if you're not backing me, I'll walk away and nobody will ever know we've had this conversation. 
and uh, and they sent it by me. So uh, overall, we just we just got on with it, and and uh, in terms of reference, were to build a decent little club that that could go up and down leagues over the next fifty years and not the bust. So it's so it'd be managed properly within its means, and uh, and that's the terms of reference. So so I don't I don't regret it now. There were periods when I regretted it. There were periods when we were second bottom at league and fans were sending me anonymous letters saying sack your manager and your manager's useless, your players are shit and all sorts of words. Sounds like it's podcast ending. <laughs> Sounds like our podcast. <laughs> well, listen, I was getting that and I know what it's like. And, uh, you know, in first year, a lot of people didn't trust me. Uh, and I, I was thinking to myself, look, I'm paying bills and they don't trust me. You know, I can, I can get not trusted and not spend anything. Just go and sit at cricket club on a Sunday, and and buy my own beer. You know, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, but over time, I spoke to him. So when, when people come to visit us, I'd be out in with fans. You know, I'd walk around. Going, when uh, Mel came up from Derby, we went all around talking to fans and over the way fans and met everybody. And uh, we, we we like to think we're a different club and we're a better offer than uh, as two local rivals. I call them rivals. I've heard you do that. You've, I think when we was here, when we viewed the FA Cup, he was in the bar chatting to all the away supporters, and, and that's one of the take. Even though I was watching the game on on streaming it, I remember that was a bit of a take home for me that you'd gone taking the time to go and chat to all the town fans that had travelled so far. Well, I, I mean, I've no to hide, so don't worry me. You know, I'm happy to talk to him. I, I want him to come and I want him to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I prefer yeah. him to lose, like you did at FA Cup. So I prefer, <laughs> prefer him to lose. But I want them to enjoy it and I want them to come back because half our income, match the income, comes from away fans. Yeah. Why would we not? Why would we not look after that? You know, if it were, yeah. uh, you know, somebody were coming to my house and travelled from it, which make you a brew when you come. And it, <laughs> it's brilliant. You know, you could sort that. And, and they, they kind of like put them in the corner. You know, I, I say to I was, look, with no roof on that away end. If it rains, give them pre option to go in to the stand. Just open gates and let them go in. You know, everybody said you can't do it. We just did it. You know, we said it's up to half of them just stayed in that in the way and getting absolutely soaked through. Oh, when I was in the stand that day, and then that, that is that a new stand, Andy, down the side there you got built. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a good stand that is. Yeah, it, it's 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 a stand within our budget and, and that fits our club. You know, we 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 had ideas originally about fancy, big fancy things, but Fans don't appreciate that. They they just want a cheap, a reasonable price pint and a pie. They want to be able to access anywhere they want. They want to feel part of the club and they want to be able to uh, move around. They don't want to be and bustle with stewards. I mean, we spend a lot of time with stewards uh, and they're, they're fantastic people. You know, they're, they're, they're more than likely to shake your hand and tell you to shift. I don't know what It's a real refreshing, uh, it's a refreshing attitude, Andy, because like, We've complained that Ipswich has become a little bit soulless. Like we didn't know what Evans looked like for six, seven years, and you know we, we've not heard from him since December. And yeah. I don't know. You, I mean, it's, you know, it's easy to get lost in football and Sky, isn't it? To become an armchair fan, but it seems like your down to earthness is what's appealing about Accrington. I think. I mean, it, it, you do go through periods though when nothing's going right, and you you, you feel like just walking away. You know, as yeah. an old, you, you you know when when Accrington lose. I'm sick, especially when it's in FA Cup and there's hundred thousand pound of prize money. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I don't want to lose ever. I'm not. Well, some people call me a loser, but I don't think I am, and I'm certainly not if I'm playing cards with John Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Well, an owner is sick as well. They don't think for one minute Marcus Evans don't want to win. You know, that's what I would say. I can, we have yeah. to take your word for it. <laughs> we will. We will. Absolutely. Um, Callie, Andy's thoughts in an owner not meeting with their official support. We may get to that a bit later on in the show. Google user, all we need is someone who doesn't mind losing 10 million a year and we're sorted. And that's what we're saying before the before the show, wasn't it, Andy? You know, it's it's a business that it's a lot of money owners put in and, and sometimes fans don't appreciate that that side of it fully. Well, I mean, I mean, Marcus has, has been into it for big money. Uh, hmm. You've been up there in Championship. But when did you last win? When did, when we last in Premiership? Were it? 2000 and yeah, 2000, yeah, 2000, 2002. So, yeah, 2002, yeah, nearly 20 yeah. years. And, and the money to get up there now, I mean, everybody's fighting to get up that pyramid, but what you get into championship, they're blowing money like it's got out of fashion, they're selling stadia, they're doing all sorts of the tricks. So, so unless you are a billionaire, unless yeah. you are up there and you, you, you know, you generate a lot of cash, do, do you really want to go and get involved in all that? So, you've got to be committed and yeah. and uh. You know, you've had a you've had a good go at it, and you you know you look at accounts of clubs, and you look at size of clubs. Now we're just looking at clubs between your position now, uh, which is virtually where we are, and mm. mid table mid table championship. There's some enormous clubs. You're one of them. You know. Yeah. Um, is there eight yeah. teams, mine in League One that have been in been a Premier League team? Uh, last time I counted, I thought there was. Yes, yeah. It, 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 you know, as the championship comes becomes more competitive, League One as a result is also becoming just as competitive. And teams, us Sunderland, just the name two, um, and up and down the pyramid. So in, in a lot of ways, money at the top end of the game has really distorted it. But in other, in other ways, it's really made competitive football at other areas of the game, such as, you know, League One. And and I, I've got this on, we, we have this wheel and we like to bring some topics onto the wheel, but somebody's just asked, so I might as well bring it straight out. George Huggins, did you deal with Evans direct over the Janoi Danassian and Caden Jackson deals or did you deal with somebody else? Well, no, I dealt direct with cut agents. We didn't discuss it with agents. We, we, we refused to talk to agents and I dealt direct with Marcus. And I have to say, we were straight up all the way through. How did you find it? was just nice, easy, no, no issues at all. Easy. There were, there were a lot of arguments and negotiations. I can it imagine, was, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it were, it were fair. We weren't, we weren't trying to be underhand. There were no, you know, we, you know, we both agreed that if anybody went to agents, then it'd be a problem because we wanted to be able to walk away and nobody be upset, the players or or yourselves or whatever. So, so I mean, it, 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 it would, you know, he's, he's a clever chap. He knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah. And, and he's a good chap. It's like buying my house, Matt. It was uh, arguments, arguments, arguments. <laughs> so I, can, I, can imagine. I was told Evans was like a ruthless negotiator, Andy. Right? Was that the experience you had from him or he was just on the net and then he can kill with you? I'm used to it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, but, you know, negotiation did go on for a, for a week or two backwards and forwards. Mm. And both of us walked away at, some, at one point uh, and we finished up somewhere in the middle. I mean, Caden had another club lined up in any case. Uh so, so it, it really made no difference to us. Uh, was that Peterborough? Peterborough wafted him, weren't they? Yeah, well. You know, uh, you know and, I, and I, I always thought he might have been better off at Peterborough from Caden's point of view. Yeah, probably would have been, yeah. Because, mm. how's, how's, how does it work, Andy? Do you are all the negotiations on a phone, or do you meet at a hotel somewhere? I mean, how does it how does it work? It's been that was that was done by a phone, but it's been a bit of both. Uh, the the 
sometimes where, where things go wrong when we when we have sold players is because at our club we have to get the best out of them because we haven't got many left. You know, yeah. so people do get to have you come to us. You know, we take people from non-league. They're going to get a game, so they're going to get a chance to show what they've got, and they're going to get. They're not just going to get five minutes and come on an 85th minute and then get took off in the match and never see pitch again. They're going to play. So, so you know, these 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 lads that that we bring in uh, get a fair chance, and they don't get that at bigger clubs where they have bigger squads, and you know they have to hit the ground running. Otherwise, they they're on bench and they get demoralised, and it, you start to unwind. Uh, mm. They, they get on a run to players and they just get better and better and better. But if you take them out at team for a year, it becomes a problem. You mentioned you felt Jackson may have been better going to, going to Peter at that time. Were you surprised to hear Marcus Evans and Mitchell Town on the other end of the phone for, for, for either player? Were you a bit taken back? Marcus was on first. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Marcus was on first. Uh, oh, so well, there you go. Before uh, I spoke to Barry or Dara. Uh, Peterborough, but the one thing about Peter is Peterborough. Their 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 MO is to take strikers that they see as the best around at that level, and and they they develop them to sell them. So that's a you know, and that is great for player. It's great for us because we get a sell them uh, yeah. as he sells, and and it's great for everybody. Uh, as you go to bigger clubs, you know, as they go bigger, you know, if you, if you jump straight up to top up at championship, the chances of them getting it for the team and staying it for the team is more difficult. So for me, going to going to Peterborough would have been good. And and so should going to uh, Ipswich because they're good players. Yeah. They, 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 I find they're, they're good players. I've really enjoyed watching Caden Jackson particularly. Disappointing Matt just to see you know how things are at the moment and we've covered yeah. that obviously on previous podcasts. But um yeah, interesting. It's always as a fan, you know, it really interests me the intricate details of a transfer negotiation because it's, I suppose, it's the one thing that is still really behind closed doors, isn't, isn't it, Crunch? You know, you just never quite enough information made available to a fan, is there? No, you don't really know um, what's going on. Did you, Andy, did you try and get Jan- January back um, on loan in January? Because uh, there was rumours that you were linked with him. Yeah, we did. We tried to, we tried to get him back, but. Uh... It didn't work for whatever reason. I mean, we we only have a, a we are salary capped this year, and we're we're a lot below the salary cap, and we're not breaking it. So so we would have only offered up to a limit, and uh, it might be that Fleet would offer more. I yeah, I was know. looking at I was looking earlier at doing a bit of research. It says your wage bill is one point four five million per year. Is that sort of accurate? It, a bit lower than that. It were up to. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, wow. How does it work on the transfers, Andy? Would Ipswich like pay you instalments for for Caden, for example? Yeah, they were paid over over three August. So the first August you paid the a third, second August. So so over over two years, what three August? Uh, all all done, all done right, and uh, went well. And, and I were hoping you'd sell him to Bournemouth for fifteen million, and because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to sell him. Is that a relative, Matt? Have you just put a message on screen there? Must be, yeah, it must be his brother. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Is that your wife? I've been about 15 years, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. You should have said that, Matt. You should have just had it as a, as a fan. I've only seen it, least I'm being honest. I'm a fan club, in Andy. Talk about recruitment, Andy. Uh, Dara was saying how active he is in his, in his recruitment. Like, he's really active, takes a big interest, scouts players himself. Do you leave that to a team? Do you no, get actively involved with it? I'll leave it to Cole. John Coleman and his and his lads and he has a, he has a network behind him that that roots him out, but I mean we we are 
we were a bit more speculative. So we were unlikely to go and buy a player from Championship and, and have to put a lot of effort into that. So we we take we you know we took two two lads out of uh, non-league, uh, Dion Charles and Colby Bishop, and they're, they're hitting form now. Uh, so so the gamble for us is a lot lower, and I can I kind of feel that's how it should be. You know, I think I think lads should be going up the pyramid. You know, we we need to be digging deeper down and finding finding these players. Just what we don't do, do we, Matt? We never we've we've said there's some good players lower down the pyramid, but we we never sort of go for these players, and no, I don't know we, why. We've we, we often lamented that, Andy. Yeah, we can't have it all. If you if you'd have took to Colby and Dion last year, you you, you know your manager would have played him as much as we've played him, and then he'd have been the biggest fool that ever walked. So it's mm. difficult, really. As you, as you get to a club your size, the expectations are, are a lot higher than they are at our club. So, so Col- Colby Bishop's the lad who was a, a school teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, school. He had to work. We, we signed him on. He couldn't come for the first week because he had to finish his lessons. <laughs> yeah, he scored two against us last year, didn't he, Matt? He scored two in the game yeah. that. Um, yeah. At your place, when we everyone, lost two. Everyone loves those. Everyone loves those kind of stories, isn't it? Someone coming from you know just a normal background, normal job, Andy giving them a break out of Clinton. People love those kind of stories. They're the kind of stories people want to read about. But I guess Andy's right in what he says, isn't he? But it's the expectation level in terms of look. Look, look at this year, for example. Akron Stanley sitting seventh, fantastic. As Andy was saying before the before the show, that's great. It's let's see where it goes. Whereas Town sitting only a few points off them, it's sort of disaster zone. You know, it's different expectation, isn't it, Andy? That's what you're talking about there. It is, and, and, and to be honest, I think sometimes I think you put too much pressure with too much expectation on yourself. You know, as a club, you will go up. You will find that right for you to get the right group of players, uh, and you will go up. You, you know, you get managers and they don't get any time nowadays. The pressure and the expectation is too long. When we when we were, you know, I made it clear from day one that I wouldn't sack Col- John Coleman, even if we went out at league. You know, I wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm behind him, whatever he does, and he knows that. We're mates now. You know, and he always says to me, you've got me back, whatever happens. And it, you know, all the managers have said it to me too. You know, they've said the difference between uh, Accrington and, and other clubs is that your manager's free to do it how he wants to do it. He's not worried about a chairman sacking him every five minutes. He's not worried about making up mistakes. You know, Coley's, Coley's made loads of mistakes. He'll admit it. But, you know, on balance, he makes more winners than losers. But if he weren't given time to turn him into winners, they wouldn't be winners. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so the level of expectation at our club, I mean, it's a different club. It is a family club and it is a friendly club. It runs, it's always run a bit like a non-league club uh, because it was non-league in, up to 2006. Uh, when, when we lose at end of match, we have, we, we have a pound a pint when we win. With fans are going a few pints with fans. And it's bedlam. You know, they're going up buying 12 pints at a time. Uh, <laughs> And and when we lose, we go in and it's it's subdued. And I don't know if it's because it's two pound fifty a pint that it's subdued, or because we've lost. And and I go in there and at my head's, you know, on floor matchings on floor, and uh, the fans come up to me and say, "Can't win them all, boss." You know, and they they they're right. They understand the the they just you know don't want to lose the club again. You know, there's people still at Accrington from when the club went bust uh, when it went out of league and. Uh, they tell you about it. It's still got a tear in their eye. Proper fans, you know, going back 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so my job's to make sure that doesn't happen again now or, or into the future. Yeah. It's not, it's not well, to must be, You must be inspired, Andy, by Wickham, seeing a, a, another small club, and they were favourites for relegation last season. 
suddenly getting promoted back into the champ into the championship. So that must give you inspiration to think that you sit seventh at the moment, you could make that final leap and and, and go top six. And Coventry, and we we won League Two, uh, we and um, beat Luton into second place, and uh, yeah. Coventry and yeah. Wickham. You know, and then, and then three out of four of us that came up and we won title are in. Are in. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not just about money. You, you need the money. You need you need the facilities. Further up you go, you definitely do. But it's not just about money. You know, we have we have uh, we have, we have a great a great spirit about place all the time, and and I think it's because there aren't we don't have big stars at Aki. Everybody's part of a team, and it. it you know, with the there are also lads that are aspiring to go for go up. You know, there, there, there's not many. We, a lot of I think average about twenty four. So it's not just about money. We mentioned the, the salary cap there. With the salary cap coming in, and, and obviously now going out, but when it coming in, do did all the managers meet up to with the FA to discuss the rules? Did the chairman do do you send a representative? I've got somebody asking in the chat, which is why I'm asking. How how did it work this this summer, particularly with all the different rule changes and and the clubs finding out? Well, the salary cap came in because everybody were, were mourning they were going to go bust. So don't forget, COVID's coming. Uh, mm-hmm. with no income from crowds. Uh, everybody, everybody's uh, on their arse really as a football club because you know you, you you were ending up with millions adrift because it's as your crowd uh, and, and we needed something to control costs and because we'd, we'd all lost income we're all we're all naked now we're not, none of us have any income so it's which are not in much different place to us your losses will be a lot higher than ours uh, and, and needed control and you can't go begging off Premier League if if uh, if you're just going to carry on spending like there's no there's no issue, you can't expect Premier League to pay ridiculous salaries and wage bills in in League One. So so we had to do something, and that salary cap at the time were agreed and voted for. Do you think the government should have helped you more, Andy? Yeah, I think they should. I think they should, but they didn't. Because you, you think other, look look at other sports, Matt, that have had quite a lot of money put into them, and and football seems to be sort of way down the scale. Look, our industry's rich. I think it was arts and culture. Yeah. Um, they got, I mean, maybe even a, a billion. <laughs> got out of it. I'll have to go back and look at the numbers. But, yeah, it's weird how the DCMS doesn't, hasn't kind of helped football out. I don't get it. They probably think there's too much money in the top end of the game, Andy, and that needs to filter down from the Premier League into the Football League, I guess. Don't, don't forget Premier League had just spent $1.2 billion or something like that on players and transfers. Yeah. $200 million alone. So, exactly. so there were no sympathy. No. no sympathy. Football should look after itself. It's got mm. enough capital, and uh, uh, that that was government's position. So, so we we had to cut we had to cut his cloth accordingly. And uh, it, it's, I've had a few interesting debates on Twitter with fans about from Portsmouth particularly because they ne- they ne- they're always banging on about it. I'm always banging on about salary cap, uh, and and it's it's a state of mind because I want a salary cap. So that so that things don't run away with itself. I'm not saying two and a half millions, right? Could be five or six million, but it, it shouldn't be unlimited. Now I want a salary cap to stop the mad excesses of football. And and if Portsmouth go up or if you go up, you'd really want a salary cap because you don't want you're playing against teams that are employing miles more money than you. And you are in a place then your your attitude changes then because you're saying, hang on a minute, somebody's coming down with 44 million parachute. Yeah. Like, Wait, so so the same you become, they become your problems if you go up. Yeah. 
become my problem if we go up as well. <laughs> Matt Stannard, Andy, you're a breath of fresh air. You, you could be blaming X, Y, Z. I love your realism and the way you got on with it. And and he earlier asked, what, what, what's your setup like? Like what? Because obviously you mentioned earlier in the show you, you perhaps wasn't a, a diehard football fan growing up. So do you have people around you you consult with, you lean on to before before making major decisions? And what's your your support sort of structure like? You know, like in in terms of football or, or yeah, yeah. Well, there's very few of us. There's, there's, we've got a CEO, Dave Burgess, uh, Chief Executive of Lancashire FA, and we've got John Coleman and Jimmy Bell. A couple of others around the club, and, you know, people like Bumble, you know, what they put in. And, uh, you know, when Bumble seems to know when I'm pissed off because I get a text off him or I get a, you know, and he... he, he uh, he knows the game does bumble, and he, you know, he's like, keep, keep, keep going, and don't, uh, don't let it get you down, because you, you do end up. It depresses you, does uh, football at times. It depresses fans, but other times, you're like, you're <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> I'm really 18, Andy. I don't, I don't look it. I know, but <laughs> well, I'm only 21. <laughs> so yeah, and, and, and support structures there, and. You know, believe it or not, a lot of other chairmen and owners, you know, they 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 get on to me, and you know, they've been they they've been really helpful. You know, Risdale at Preston and uh, Carol down at Port Vale, and I can just go on Dara, and you know, they're they're, they're good guys. You know, Barry Barry Fry, I get on well with Barry, and you know, but and we the you've got you've got the tension that you're having a game football club against football club. But outside that, all the owners do get on. You know, there's not much animosity. Uh, and, and they should do because they're all at same ball. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, you look at Lincoln now, Matt, you know, really having a great season. They're, they were a club that was really proactive um, during sort of during the COVID summer, as we call it. How did, how did, how did Stanley sort of cope? During that summer, with, with with people obviously on furlough or, or players out of contract, not knowing the situation, were you you know were you proactive looking at players? What 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 was it like? Talk us through what it was like for the summer for Stanley in terms of COVID and everything else. Some some weren't bad, you know. We, there were there were quite a few players available and some good players. There were players we got from uh, from clubs that we, we felt really lucky to get them. We got uh, Michael Nottingham from Blackpool. We think he's a great player. Uh, he's getting on a bit, he'd be about 30 and something like that, but great player. Uh, Cam Burgess played at Salford. Don't mention Salford. <laughs> From Salford and, uh, you know, we, we took some really good to, to supplement our uh, rest of our young lads. So, so we, and then we've got the, the team that have been there for in all my time there, Seamus Keneally, uh, Sean McConville, Mark Hughes, yeah. Have you got any on loan from Chelsea? Because you, you had a, I think you had two or three last season, didn't you, from yeah. Chelsea? Yeah, we're three on loan from Chelsea with Nathan in goals, uh, Johnny Russell midfielder, and uh, Tariq, the white way on, on wing. Yeah. And they're good players, but they're young. You know, they're 19. I think Nathan's a bit older than that, but all the lads are 19. And, uh, you know, they're finding the way, and it'll do them good. Uh, to was that was that John Coleman who saw that, Andy? How did you get that kind of link? Because three three players from one club is quite a big hit, isn't it? It is, but to be honest, you, you're fine with Premier League. They don't mind letting them go out if they're going to play. Yeah. So a lot of people are taking loan players and they're not giving them games. 
soon as it starts going wrong, they're not they're not giving the games. Whereas we we do the job for us, they'll get the games. So so our our, our playing squad's so small that, that we can't not play them. And that's what I'm saying. Players get a better chance at ours than they would at your play, for example. You got, got a squad of uh, how many players we got, Matt? Thirty one at the minute. Our actual squad of professionals is like 50, isn't it? 50 50 odd, yeah, 50. something? We got no, five, we, was it five, five lines? Six. Six. I think we've got 19. I think we've got 19. Uh, <laughs> yes. Such two. a difference. And then, and then a load of kids. That, uh, yeah. Some of the academy like Ross is a great player. Toby, goalie, four clean sheets before uh, uh, we lost to Lincoln and then Nathan got a chance and, you mm. know, some Doing well, Coley will keep playing them because that's that's how he is. He doesn't like making changes. Uh, so, so we have a, we have a really small, close knit team. And uh, what's your um, what's the training ground set up like, Andy? Because you know we're just speaking about Salford and everyone's seen them on the Sky documentary and that. But they have to they have to train over at some kind of football foundation place in the other side of Manchester. What what kind of setup have you guys got? Well, we we on our our uh, Accrington Stanley Foundation has a few pictures. They bought a lot at minute. But they've got a 3G pitch so we can go on there. And, uh, you know, local clubs help us out. So so last week we were, you know, I know owner of uh, Clitheroe. I don't know what tier they're in, but they're, they're below us. And, you know, they've said we don't, we've finished for season because uh, because of cash situation. You can train on our pitch. So they maintain it, pitch and let us train on there. And you get that because, you know, we're not we're not fancy. You know, we, we don't need out funds. So we, you know, we'll train on. Well, you want to see what we've trained on? I'm not joking. I can imagine. <laughs> you want to see what we used to play on? Like a bolting leg. So, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's getting better, but it's still not perfect. Mm. You know, but mm. we are what we are. Uh, and I, I think, um, I think we're better being what we are, you know, rather than getting ideas above the station. Well, this yeah. is, this is what we were, we were chatting about. The, the this afternoon, me and the guys here, we were chatting about this because I think what you've got in John Coleman, kind of, and yourself, you kind of reflect the character of what Atkinson Stanley is. And we had that with Bobby Robson going back a few years back, and then John Lowe when he came to us, and George Burley. We, but we have such a disconnect now with the ownership and the manager. Remember our managers, Norwich City Hall of Famer. <laughs> we have. We, that's why we've got disconnect. I think you've got such great connection. You're the opposite end of the scale to what we've got at the moment. Well, look. The- I mean, we, we, to be honest, I can't rely on 20,000 fans a week. So in terms of in terms of any model of any business, football club or whatever, I've got to keep people happy. It's a great club. So, so it makes sense to look after the uh, supporters all Monday way. It makes sense to look after season ticket holders. You know, and it, it makes sense to talk to them. And, and, I, and I know loads of them by first name. Uh, I forget the names when I've had a few pints of winner, winners hour, but I know most of them by, by, by <laughs> you know, stewards and stewardesses and what have you. Yeah. I, I make myself available because uh, in, in early days, the only reason I got on Twitter was because uh, my daughter came in and she said, have, they seen what, have you seen what they're saying, Dad, with this? And I said, well, what's that? And she said, it's Twitter. So I've never heard of it. And she <laughs> said, so she said, and I, and I said, well, that's not right. She said, I know it's not. She said, you're going to have to go on. So anyway, I, I get some Twitter. I didn't even know what, what buttons were for. And uh, <laughs> I, started, I started saying, hang on a minute. You're wrong in that. That's not how it is. This is yeah, how it is. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I answered every question. 
that anybody asked and said, look, if you want to ask, just ask. And, and in football, if, if you don't talk to people, this is, this is my advice to any chairman, if you are not available to talk and put your position there, things grow out of control quickly. They accelerate. Yeah. And, and quite often, where it start, you forget where it started, the problem. It's such a little thing that feeds unrest and it grows and grows and grows. Before you know it, you're the biggest knob that ever walked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From a small acorn becomes an oak tree of shit. <laughs> so, so for me, you know, it was important to me, and it was my daughter that showed me, and it was important to me to, to, to make myself available to our fans at all times because I've got no, I don't want any money out of Accrington. I've no ulterior motive. I'm not taking dividends. Whatever's generated and spent on their club, it's their club. I'm doing a job, and I'll do it as long as they want me to, and or until I get sick of it, whichever comes first. And and they'll come a time when you know we all owners when the the your time is to move on and, and they'll let me know and when they, when it is I'll move on I'll be that but as long as it's part time sixty and where do you when you when you leave Stanley you know if you, in your in your plan of Stanley where do you want to leave them you know, five years time three years time what's the the sort of you know the plan at the moment for Stanley and where they're heading I took it on at fifty and said I wanted to be out at sixty. Uh, and I do want to be out at 60, but by out, I mean not in the hot seat. So so I want to spend time with my grandkids. I want to go on holiday and I want to be away for a month and have enough money myself to do what I want. I don't need to, uh, apart from apart from it on players and football clubs, that is. Uh, and, and I want to I want to have a bit of a life. But there's no way I'd walk away from Accrington unless I was sure it were right. So you know, it might be it might be it might take another ten years. It might take two or three years to get somebody that's the right sort of person and slowly bring him in. And if it works mm. and maybe let him have a bit more share and, and let him take control that way. But there's no way. I mean, we've bought his ground now. We've got stands. We, we sorted place out. It's not by any stretch of the mean, any stretch of imagination. Perfect. But we're getting it right. And the last thing I want is somebody to come in, Ox Stadium up, build a big squad to attempt a challenge on title. Then we end up back with no stadium and no club again. Yeah, lose your identity as well. I was, I, was, mm. I was looking last night, Andy. I see your fans club together. They bought a. You got a screen as well, haven't you? At the ground that they all yeah. paid for. Listen, they've done. They've done all sorts. They've got TVs in all fan zones that they've paid for. There's a memorial garden that they've paid for. I mean, they're raising tens of thousands of pounds, and uh, you know, they've said they said to me originally, "Look, if you need it to help the club, we'll give it you." And I said, "I don't want it. Just go and make it." spend it on what makes it a better experience for fans. So they wanted a screen up and I said, well, if you want one, get on with it. You know, feel free to raise the money and do it. And they did. You know, and they, 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 they work hard. They, they lifelong Stanley fans and it's, you know, it's brilliant to have people like that, you know, painting and decorated place without being asked. So that, so they just come in and do it as though it's their own. You know, what do you want to do on a, on a Saturday? You, know, you work hard in the week. <clears throat> Go to the foot with your mates and have a few pints, don't you? And this is you've got it. You've got it spot on. You've I could listen to you all night talking. It's like. I remember Matt when we had David Cheapshanks back in the nineties, um, and he used to go around the ground, and he used to talk to you. And obviously now our owner, we, look, we don't even hardly we didn't know what he looked like for six years. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got it. You've got it. All I would say is. Marcus is a good chap and he's put a lot of money into uh, Ipswich over years. And when, when, if you get an aggro all the time, you're less likely to, win it, to do anything. 
So, so it all becomes counterproductive. It becomes one person don't want to do it because they're grumbling, they're grumbling. managers, rubbish, players, rubbish, everything's shite. And before you know it, you start to think to yourself as an owner, what do I need this for? Yeah. So from, I'm not talking from a fan's perspective because from other sides, you're just sick of not winning. You know, you get yeah. sick of that position and you, you want to see your team turn around. But there is a balance. Uh, and, and there's not a shadow of a doubt if you... Uh, said to Marcus, "Do you want to win or lose on a sat? He'll say win. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it, the football over years, football's changed. So you are not going top six in Premier League in my lifetime. That's my little bet. No matter how much Marcus spends, because it's it's fit up. It's it's just it's mm. gone. You know the, 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 the funny thing is, Andy, when we finished fifth back in what was it, two thousand and one, we." We didn't have any real big names at that point, and we—it was practically the team that had got promoted from what was Division One Championship into the Premier League. So it was kind of more of that model that suited Ipswich, and the kind of the model you've got there had that identity, so they had that Suffolk spirit, we like to call it. Um, you know, but yeah, we, we seem so far removed from that now. Do you know what I mean? But it's not—it's not you that's changed; it's the game that's changed. Yeah. So the environment that you're in that's changed that's forced to change on you. So, so there's teams in bottom of Premier League. Losing, they're getting hundred million a year and still losing uh, mega bucks. I mean, you look at you look at championship. But Mel's lost, uh, and Mel's a lovely guy. Uh, get on really well with him. He's, he's lost two hundred million at Derby. At Derby, yeah. So, you, you, and Derby, what half a league above you? A bit yeah. more mid table, but but they're only just you know they're not a million miles away from you if you'd looked at top to ninety two, and and that's the level that you're up against. You've got all selling the grounds. You've got. Mm. You've got all sorts of stuff at Wigan. I mean, they're they're FA Cup winners, and look where they are. Yeah. I mean, well, what would you what would you put behind the fact that we've seen a, a rise of a lot of traditionally smaller clubs? Haven't we gone to the Premier League? Your Burnleys, your Brightons, Bournemouth. Yeah, what, but Bournemouth, what, Matt. I don't I don't buy that. Bournemouth are a little club. They've spent millions. They've yeah. spent. Don't get Martin started on Bournemouth. Yeah, well, but it's interesting, isn't it? These traditionally smaller clubs have somehow managed to to go to go through the pyramid and. Like Andy says, and get to the get to the Premier League. Cool. I mean, Burnley. Uh, well, until they had these new owners coming, they were operating a profit, right? They were they had a good model going on. Yeah, they gathered on. They went to school with Mike Garlic, Burnley Grammar School. Yeah. Uh, so it must be a thing around here that uh, <laughs> yeah. we operate with what we've got because it's you know it's a working class town. It's not a. Do you think that'll change now? They've got new owners coming, Andy. With obviously the, the Americans are coming. There. Do you think that'll change with what they want? Because obviously. Sean Dyche has been there, what, seven or eight years. Would they look to maybe replace him, or do you think he's got sort of a he's he's got a safe job there at the minute? If it were me, I, w- I wouldn't uh, replace Sean Dyche at all. I wouldn't even Not dream really. of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be just that, and I'd just make the world know it. And even if we went down, I wouldn't replace him because my attitude would be the same as it were with John Coleman. If we went down to lead two, who would I pick to get us out of there? And it's same with Burnley. If they went to the Championship, who would you pick? And uh, sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for. And when you get somebody that's done it over seven or eight years, we had that. We had that when Mick went. Well, well, you know, I mean, it, it was boring, crappy football, but it, but it kept you where you where you needed to be in Championship. But I mean, the, as a fan, you know, I'm a fan and an owner, but I, you know, I looked at what what happened to Blackburn. They were Venkis out. They've, they've, they've lost. They've lost hundred and. 20 or 30 million or whatever they, you know they're losing it like it's going out of fashion uh, and when you know when Venk is out they went down to League 1 and started winning and all of a sudden it were 
what a great club this is because they were winning and they won they won uh, League One, sorry, and and mm. winning and getting the crack going again. People are happy even if it's in a lower league. So so for you, what what's desperately needed at Ipswich for me is to get that crack going and everybody get behind, push Definitely. it on, and, and and really give it. And you know you you know you're going you know you're going up to the Championship, and when you do, you lose another packet of money. So so you want a billionaire really? You need a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. like, we'll be, there's rumours, there's rumours, Andy, that we're getting taken over, but no one can, uh, no one can tell us at the moment. But well, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're you're a club that's so well supported. You mm. know, you're as well supported as as Burnley, probably better supported than, than a lot of clubs up in in Premier. Yeah. That's what we look at, don't we, Matt? When we when we yeah. look at the Premier League and the teams that are in there, and you think, are they are they bigger than Ipswich? Probably mm. not, are they? But it's they're they've been well run. It's even. Well, it's galling, Andy. When you look at Norwich up up the road from us, they've been re- really well run. I know they're a bit of a yo-yo club, but have they been lucky? Um, you know, we, we we you know you get a bit of luck as well. It only takes one bad decision at a, a playoff final, and, and before you yeah. know it, you're here in, in the doldrums. Mm. They they certainly seem to have got the infrastructure right, Andy. They've got Stuart Weber in as this kind of like overseeing yeah. director of football stuff. In they got Farker in, who's obviously proved that. He's a decent manager, albeit sitting somewhere between the top end of the championship, bottom end of the Premier League. Well, the model's great. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're a lucky club, but what I'm saying is luck play, plays a big part. You know, the model's great. Mm. I like the model. You know, keep keeping under control and keep. You can slate noise if you want, Andy. You're on a town podcast, there, mate. <laughs> well, I wonder. I'd be proud if I were, if I were running Norwich. I'd be I'd be absolutely proud. I think it's doing a fantastic job. So I'm not I'm not criticising. What what I am saying is. Look, plays a big part, and you can get, you know, if you look at Shrewsbury when uh, in in League One a couple of seasons ago when Wigan and Blackburn went up, they, they lost Checker Trade final, they, they missed going up by a goal difference or something, something out, and, and their fortunes. And then we like, got their manager, Paul Hurst, yeah, Paul Hurst, yeah, but but then then you're like nine, six or eight million less revenue for, for on two football results. You know, mm-hmm. did you, did you, Andy, did you think Paul Hurst would do a good job at Ipswich or did you think that was a job too soon for him? It was too big a jump maybe for him to come into to Ipswich Town from Shrewsbury? I, I don't, I don't think anybody would do a good job unless they give him time. So, yeah. so when you take a manager on, you know, you, 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 they're going to struggle. You know, but you, you, if you went in a new job at work and you had to get to know all people, it would take you a year before you knew ratings and wrongings. You can't. <laughs> You know, you you can't pick a team and you can't assemble a team. It's first of a few weeks. You know, I mean, mm. you, you get some big shot managers that can come and do it. Some some good managers like Neil Warnock and Sam Allardyce, and they, they do it on reputation because everybody thinks they'll bring other people in and what have you. But it it don't don't happen so often. And and uh, you know, I think you've got to give them a chance. Football football don't allow it. You know, it, mm. yeah, it's. Uh, it's awful for managers because they're looking over the shoulder. It, there's no loyalty with managers because there's no loyalty to managers. It's, it's not yeah. used to this. It's expectation. If you if you take Wickham, for instance, guys, you know, they've had Gareth Ainsworth there. He's been there, what, seven, eight years. If they go down, they won't sack him. They'll 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 go again with him. And, and you think it, it's, it's like the size of your club, Matt, because you, you think Ipswich, we've been... What's this second season in League One, and we yeah. we all think we should be doing better, don't we? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's a good question, Andy. I mean, what do you think? I mean, uh, Mike, Dave, in the comments here, Lambert's had two and a half years at Portman Road, Andy. Do you think he's doing a good job or do you think Ipswich should be in the top three right now? What, 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 as a new, you know, even though you're sitting above us. All right, all right. Let me put it to you another way. Who do you think shouldn't be in the top three then? Who should be in the top three? Who shouldn't be? Who's, whose place should you be taking? You know, oh, who's the we, we've been big fans of Peterborough, so they're what, top at the moment, aren't they? Um, Lincoln have probably recruited better than us. Martin always lose to this on our podcast every week. So, what, are they second? And then, what's Hull third now? Hull third. Yeah. I mean, so, you haven't come down for the championship. You'd expect them to be floating around. So, yeah, good point. You know, there's, there's as well, floating around, yeah? Yeah, Sunderland. Sunderland. You've got some, there's some big clubs about. So, yeah. it's all of a sudden, bottom half of... Uh, of, of championships looking a bit like top half of league one, the, the size of clubs are massive. Yeah. And, and it's, we should it, get we should get ten points winning the UEFA Cup forty years ago, Andy. Go I think West start, yeah. I think that's what you that's that's what you you, you deserve. Really. I think that was like Man United and top six are doing that. European Cup, aren't they? They're, they're like saying, yeah. "Every grandma wants a Man United scarf. I should get automatic entry, no matter where we." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you talk about time for managers. So you know, from your perspective as an owner how how long is long enough before you start to say well this is what i want to be seeing now you know what do you how long do you give a manager well for me for me i'll be talking to 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 you guys and, and everybody supporters clubs and everybody and say look we want to put a base in uh, into the club uh, this is what we're going to do and i'll talk you through process and i'll be saying and if that doesn't we don't achieve it then we'll make changes and move on and, and you'd be clear on what the what the what the rules were, and you wouldn't you won't be forever then saying managers should be sacked or owners should go. Mm-hmm. I'd set the targets, and you'd measure it against them targets, and and that that then determine the action. And yeah. everybody clear about it up front. Manager not players and no, and everybody had known. And so so it becomes not an argument then. It becomes a matter of fact, and it, you know everybody knows where they stand then. I and there's think- no shadows, is there, for to argument? No, nowhere you can say, oh, I've heard this or I heard that, and. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. help. It doesn't yeah. help with our manager. He, he got a five-year contract, so well, yeah, that's, probably, that's the reason good. why he's probably still there because Marcus has given him that contract, and he's thinking: Is he thinking now that was a mistake because he hasn't? But, backed that's, him. but that's the problem, what isn't is it? it? You're thinking it, whereas Andy's saying he he would say it. He would say, "Look, this is what the five-year deal was all about." So Mark, Marcus might rate him, you know. So so you've got to. Talk. I rate him. Well. Look, <laughs> And it becomes counterproductive because you end up with such a negative feel around yeah. it. Oh, it is at the minute. You know, everybody, everybody can't be asked what club. You know, if I, mm. if I every time I went to Accrington, I got a load of stick. I'd say bollocks, I'm not going in. I'm going, I'm going to public local pub on a Saturday instead. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't need. To. I'm doing my best, but but what, what I'm prepared to be is be judged against what I agree I'm going to do. You know, so so I, I've, I'm clear with what we're doing at Accrington. I'm clear with where we want to be and what we, what the job I'm trying to do is. And and the, you know, everybody knows it. And if there come a time when we don't, we don't know, and this is what we don't know. You 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 coming on here and you're telling us what you're doing for your football club, whereas our owner, we can't, we don't know what he's doing. We don't hear from him enough. And, and well, I know, I know, it's a bit. We, we're we're a. I'm going to say we're a bigger club because we are, but yeah. we still need the transparency from the top, and mm. then everybody knows what's going on at the minute. This is why our supporters we're not very happy because no one knows what's going on. 
that's always the case. It's communication. It's always the case in any business. You know, if if, if everybody down to the bottom tier in a business isn't on board with what you're trying to do and doesn't understand what you're trying to do, they get they get disenchanted in any business. You know, if if somebody knows what you're trying to, if you if so, if I said to you this is what we're trying to do, and you see me sweating to to try and achieve it, if I fail, you, you're more likely to say, well, at least we tried. Because mm-hmm. you're part of it then. As soon as you're part of that story and understand what we're trying to do, you become, you become bought into that story then. And everybody can fail. And if it fails, well, you know, we get somebody else and I move on. But Which, you're, you're very you're very vocal, obviously, on Twitter, Andy, but do you do a lot of stuff with, like, the local media? Do, are you, how do you normally communicate with fans? What's your go-to kind of medium for that? Well, I talk to them. I talk to a lot of them on WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> send me WhatsApps all the time. We'll get them. Virtually every day, every other day. But, so I answer them, and I take the time to them. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm at a point now where I can just say it as it is, and they tell me how it, as it is, and uh, you know, we we get on well. But they, look, they're decent, hardworking people. You know, and, yeah. And I, you yes. know, we're, we're, all, we're all from the same area. We're not. I'm off a council estate, and uh, I'll be honest. They brought me. I, I met a few Bob, uh, and and. Probably got ideas above my station, you know, clever arson because I met a few Bob and, you know, fancy car and a 500 quid suit or whatever. And uh, getting ideas above my station and, and going back to Aki, it brought me back to, to where I belong and got me, you know, realising that I, I were on a wrong track and, and you know, the good people. So, so it's it's been a good exercise for me personally in terms of uh, not forgetting where I come from because as you, as you go up and earn more money you seem to all your mates seem to be left behind you know mm. you, you end up driving around in flash cars and so I've done all that I've done all that crap and uh, you know that account has brought me back down to me to my roots and uh, I enjoy it I wish I'd never left <laughs> A lot of our uh, our listeners are absolutely loving you, Andy. Absolutely loving you. All saying, we wish I had an owner like you. Absolutely class. I love you, Andy. That's coming quite a few times. If I, if I were owning you and I lost two matches, you'd be saying, Alti <laughs> <laughs> Half time. Half time on this show, mate. It's, it's, it'll be healthy. <laughs> we don't even do 90 minutes on this one, do we, Crunch? <laughs> so we, haven't, we haven't even talked about next week's match. No, we haven't. So let's bring it round to that. So what do you expect? You know, what do you obviously you expect three points, but uh, you know, when when you know you're facing Ipswich, I always say I don't think many teams are scared of Ipswich. Do you look at the fixtures and say Ipswich and, and and scared, or are you looking at it as as an opportunity? Well, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of anybody because, well, for one, I'm not scared of result. So so, you know, I know I know our lads are going to give it 110 percent. And, and that's all I ask. And, and if we get beat, it won't be for one to try. So, so I'm, I'm not. So I'm not scared of facing Ipswich, and I'm not scared of a result one way or another. Uh, I think it'd be a really tough match. Uh, I think uh, you know when, when we played down at your place last time we played, we got beat two 0 and you outclassed us. I think it was two 0 you outclassed us all way all, all match for me. At our place. We beat you in the Cup. I think we've had two games, four games and one two apiece, haven't we? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we know we, we know we can beat you if we're on, if we're on as on as metal, but we'll have to be. Uh, I'm 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 hoping we do. Obviously, I'm going for one nil to us. 
you were the start of our downfall. You were the you were on Sky, yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. It was going to be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, Andy. <laughs> well, no, because you put you put the blueprint out, and then um, Rotherham yeah. matched it on on the Tuesday afterwards, and, yeah, and, and from there it's been absolutely downhill. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's crap. <laughs> it is crap when you're losing, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm Sunday morning. If we've lost on a Saturday, I mean, we got beat with Crook to the night, and I'm like, oh. you know, yeah, just going to bed. I've had enough. You know, it, it is crap losing. Uh, but you've got to keep it in context. It, it's Matt, don't even, Matt don't even get excited when we win, though, does he? No, I'm too. I'm too disconnected. I feel like I should be supporting Accrington. <laughs> yeah, I will do this. I'm loving that. I haven't got the accent though, Andy, unfortunately. <laughs> There's all sorts of accent, accents in Accrington, don't worry about that. <laughs> sure, yeah. so, so I'm going for I'm going for us 1-0. I know it'd be a tough match, but I won't be surprised if it's 1-0 all the way or whatever. It's not going to be a big score either way. I don't think you're going to score a bike full against us. No. Well, we've only scored 30 goals all season, haven't we? Yeah, we don't score many. We don't concede many, neither do we? So no. don't, don't jinx yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, we 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 are seventh, and we're only two points in front of you. I think, aren't we? So you're not far. Um, off. I think you further than that. Four points. No, four, we got forty four, and they've got forty six, Matt. Oh, okay. Got, they've got you've got a game in hand, Andy. Who you you got Fleetwood? You got Fleetwood Saturday, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll be giving that a best shot. You know, we we. But what I'm saying is, we we are not far off playoffs. And you are not. You're only a couple of points off playoffs. Is mm. that you, you know scores are going to come in for you, and you you're going to be in that playoffs. You're not going to get it top two, I don't think, but you're going to, you're going to get it playoffs. And then out can happen. Uh, so so there's a lot of negativity around. You know, I see it all over Twitter and everywhere on bullets. Which what you know, a couple of wins, and you're in there. Yeah, we've not won back to back games, Andy, since October though. Well, you, you know, there's a lot of things you haven't done until you do it. So so there's no to say that you can't win. Who are you playing Saturday? Doncaster, at home. Well, we, we beat them. They've had a few a few rough results. You know, there are a lot of games in front. So you've got a great chance against them. They're a good side. You know, they are a really good manager. Good. I like Darren Moore. He's a really good manager, I think. They did us 4-1 at the keep, though. <laughs> yeah, they battered us. Absolutely <laughs> hammered us, didn't they? They really did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is a couple of games and all of a sudden you're in play and, and you, yeah. you, you, you know, we've, we've a six point to next Tuesday night. If you win it, all of a sudden you started to feel a lot better about yourself and you've got to get yourself up as bad as it is. You can't keep looking down because you'll go down if you keep looking down. You've just got to say, look, let's mm. get at it. If I, if I, if I you know, if, it is hard as an owner. In fact, the fans pick me up, as I said, sometimes after a game. Uh, and say, look, shit happens. <laughs> you sound like me, Andy. 49 points over here. You sound like me. You've got to keep looking up, keep striving, keep moving forward. Well, I couldn't, if you if you were bottom of league one, I could I could understand it, but you're not far off playoffs. Your best hope now is to get a few games bit under your belt, try and get behind team, and, and things, things can look a different place in little, two or three weeks. You know, now... Well, especially well, you... you... You're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You know, you, if you yeah. win three or four games, suddenly you're going to spring. Look at Peterborough. I think they've won the last five, haven't they? Now it's top so of the league. On that pitch, they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you played there yet, Andy, on that pitch? 
Well, our pitch has been hammered at the minute. You know, we didn't because at uh, COVID job and no, no income, we didn't redo it at end of year, and it's showing now. So, so I don't expect much of us on on Tuesday, but it'll be flat. Um, will you uh, will you fire off a few messages to uh, a few WhatsApps to Marcus before Tuesday? You know, get the banter going, get the get the rivalry flowing. I, I, I feel for, I feel for Marcus and and, and the setup because it, as an owner, it is when it's when it's not going when it's going bad, it's it, it really bad, and it he'll be as sick as anybody. But I don't get the badness because you're so close. I mean, if you get close to the end of the season and you're six or eight points away from playoffs, then you know maybe have a right good go at them. But, but at the minute, if I, I'd be saying to our fans, look, let's just give it a shove now and see if we can get it. Get yeah. Play. And I think that's the problem though, Andy, what you said earlier about transparency and not letting things grow into bigger problems. And, and you just said they're speaking to your fans. I, I think for a lot of fans, actually, most of the gripes is the lack of transparency, the lack of communication, the lack of knowing what's going on. We perhaps would feel okay about Lambert's five-year deal if we knew there was expectations, oh. objectives, a plan. But it's it's that. Am I right, right yeah. Richard, Matt? We've yeah, had Dara yeah, yeah. on. Now we've had Andy on. We've you've sent messages to the club to get someone on Martin, but nobody wants to come on and talk to us. So that's why everyone's really frustrated because like, no one hears what's going on. Like I've said before, I mean, it's like it's like you know when you fall out with somebody, it builds its its own momentum, and, you, and you've got to try and break away from that and say, look, let's give it a go. Now we're so close to playoffs. You know, if we get into playoffs, we'll give it benefit today, and then have a have a really good crack at it and, and take next season on. You know, changing changing manager now is probably not going to be the best way to get into playoffs. Uh, I think I think you're in a point. I, I think you should be playing Caden. I think you've got a great chance up there. Uh, yeah. So I just thought you don't take our place, but you know, I, it is what it is. You know, we, yeah. we we we're all going to do as best to get into playoffs, and, and you're on edge. You know, so so if if you if you were ten points behind, I'd, I'd be saying, look, you're more likely to end up in the league too, so you're better off kicking off and. Uh, Evans out, Lambert out, and everybody else out. You know, you, absolutely. You, in there, but you, now you're so close to having a chance at getting back into championship, and life will look different if you're going back up there. You know, yeah. all of a sudden you'll, you'll yeah. start feel a lot better. Promise me, Andy, that when it's a Stanley Ipswich, either playoff semi or playoff final, you'll come back on the show. You'll review, you'll preview it with us. Promise me that. As you're so optimistic, we're going to get on them. If we are playing you in playoff final at Wembley. First time we get fans back as well. Uh, you won't want me on here. I'll have oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> will. Definitely will. Because you think if we win. <laughs> Royal Box, anyway, I'll be Royal Away Ed, but rest at Stanley fans. <laughs> we'll Love have your seats in the Royal Box, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they won't Matt likes me. a prawn sandwich. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. send us the comps. <laughs> the, the authorities in football aren't that keen on me. Don't say, don't say what they think, and the the there is that you know you're not allowed to say things on Twitter. I had that Burger Gate and all sorts of stuff going on because of uh, putting things on Twitter. He's so, good friends with Gary Neville, Matt. Andy, is he? Yeah, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed that Salford documentary. I feel like Andy should have a documentary for Atkinson. I know we've finished the Sunderland one on Netflix. I think Andy's got the character and you know the the yeah. setup there. I think that'd be a great story to follow. Absolutely. Listen, uh, we we we'll just keep doing his best. There's no animosity between me and Gary. It, it's just good crack. Uh, but end of the day, he, he can afford to. They're all as billionaires. They can afford to buy the way through division, and and I think there has to be some limit on it. So so we're always going to disagree on that. 
it's not it's not a personal thing. Uh, and uh, you know, if I'm mentioning a, a League Two probably a billionaire order, oh no, it has to be Salford because that's the only one there is. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, now a League One with a billionaire on, it's got to be Sunderland. So it's not I'm not picking at them. It's just a matter of fact. That's how it is. It's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. And as sorry, go on. So, so it's not. There's no animosity. I wish them. I wish them all all the best. But at the end of the day, if I'm a billionaire, uh, I'm not being in League Two for so long. I can tell you that for now. If there's no limit, you you'd have to be a billionaire at 23, wouldn't you, Matt? Yeah. Oh, that lad. Yeah. Billionaire at 93 would do me, mate. <laughs> Just a billionaire at any point in my life would do me. Hundred <laughs> quid. You've got to start. Start. Start at bottom. Hundred quid. You've got to start and double it up. Yeah, and uh, as we bring this absolutely wonderful chat to its conclusion, um, I've got got a question here, and it's quite a good one. And obviously, it goes into that how do you draw a line between your role as the owner and, say, John Cummins as the manager? So, you've spent uh, money on a a striker in this case, it's Caden Jackson, and then your manager has a a disagreement and puts me on the 23s. How do you console that as, as an owner who spent that money, who has made that? Uh, investment uh, you know, and draw the line between getting involved in saying play him or you know getting back in the fold and, and sitting back. How do you do that? Well, I mean that that is all that is that is the problem. You know, you you, you somebody buys a player and then another manager comes in and don't fancy him. You know, and, and so you bring in a man, you bring in a manager and tell him who to play. So so it becomes it, it's just quick turnover of managers is is like a nightmare. Uh, but players have to own the place, but. If they if they don't play for long enough, they go off the boil. They lose interest. They want to be in every day. They want to play every week, and and I they get that. I mean, Caden when he came to us, he'd been at Barnsley and Grimsby and a, and a few places like that, and we did a, a deal with Barnsley, and uh, he came to us and he got the chance to shine, you know, and he, and he had some crap games to start with, but finished up set place of fire. He was lightning. So and you didn't pay too much because we had an offer at the same price somewhere else. You know. He's had a lot of clubs, isn't he? To be fair, he's worked his way through. He's like paid his dues, isn't he, Andy? PV star. We broke him. Mm. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, yeah, he got his chance, and that's because yeah. back to that small squad. You know, they have to get a chance. They get a fair chance at Accrington because we've nobody else. You know, so so we have we have we have to work with what we've got, and mm. some shows shows aptitude like he did. He's going to get a chance, and it, and it, you know it's, it's electric pace. You know, I've seen him. We just with his top off. He's he's built like a, you know, he's like a greyhound, but fat, fast, fit. You know, and he's he's got all the ability, but he needs mm. they, they need confidence, and they get confidence by playing. Yeah, he's my favourite striker. I I think he's he's the best one we've got at the football club. He's Others, year, wasn't he? Is it? Yep. Most goals, most assists. It was a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd, I'd play him every week. I'd have had Yano and Caden, for that matter, on loan back at Aki in a, in a heartbeat. You know, John Coleman tried to get uh, Yano back. Uh, he's top lad. And, you know, I know him personally. He's, he's, he's a lovely lad. Uh, and, and he's a great player. But, you know, if you, your head goes down, if you're not getting games, and that's what happens to players, and they go off boil. Yeah. I don't think Lambert's ever fancied him, to be honest. And he, he, no. when, he, when he first came in, he was like, he did, I don't think he really realised where he played. Was he a centre-back? Was he a full-back? He had back? him at Villa, didn't he? He had him at Villa, yeah. man. I feel so. like that probably added his judgment on him. We, we played Villa. Mm. Right-back. 
Yeah. Fast, strong, you know, yeah. great player and a great lad. And the thing about Johnny is never grumbles. Just get on, work hard, get at it. Yeah. Mm. There's not a shadow of a doubt he could play for you at your level, but it just doesn't work. And yeah. uh, when you when you have a lot of choice, some players have to be left out. You know, and, and there's less about it at Accrington. So, you know, it's not not maybe a slight on Yanai or Caden that they're not in. It can be that it can be that your squad's that big. The fact your manager fancies somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much is Colby worth? Just you know, as a side question, if you want to sell him in the summer, uh, we won't be looking to sell him because we need a championship. <laughs> of course, yeah. Good answer. <laughs> but but uh, you know, listen, he's another great lad. Uh, we're, we're blessed because because it is such a tight knit team because we, we can only afford to have so many. Mm. But on well, they don't they don't stand out. You don't get like one half aggressive room doing one thing and. Other half do another thing. You don't get clicks going on, and, and they get on well and they play with each other together as a team. So you know they're cheering each other on to win, even if they're not playing. You know I see them at stands away, and they, they, they're going mad uh, to to uh, for us to win, even though they're not playing uh, because they know one one injury, a booking, or a sending off, and it, it could be their chance. And once they get in, away they go as well. So can I just, so, ask, can I just ask you, Andy, um, how's Billy Key getting on now because obviously when we come to yours last season, I've, our, our fans had a banner, didn't they, Matt? Yeah. Um, wishing him well. So I just wondered yeah. how he's getting on. Well, we, we had a supporters club. What's one of these things? Zoom were all supporters uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, they introduced somebody somebody from Aslinden called Billy and it was Billy Key and he, he come on to Billy and we had a very good uh, natter about it about past and it kind of like all fans were there and me, Billy and a couple of others just talking like we were in a pub and fans are just sat watching us and, and I'm thinking, hang on, we've lost the script here. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it, he WhatsApps me every time, every match he watches actually all the time. Uh, he, he had his issues and he, and he needed a break from football, you know, from the stresses of top level football, but he's, he's a great player for Aki. I mean, I, I've always felt that I, I probably give him too much stick. When we, when we got when we won promotion uh, to to League One, I wanted to win the trophy, you know. So I'm at him, Billy, get into them lads and tell them that you know this might be your only chance ever to win a League Two uh, medal. Get at it, and uh, you know it was a tough year, a lot of games, and uh, you know it, it, it was really hard for him. And, and you know he, he decided it was time to to cut it back and, and went building. But what a great lad, great family. Uh, I'm missing. In fact, these two that we've got now, Dion and uh, uh, Colby, they, they remind me of Caden and Billy. In fact, the crack we've got up this season reminds me of that year. You know, everything's mm. everything's buzzing and happy, and uh, uh, and that's it. What it, whatever happens, wherever we finish, you know, they're they're a great bunch of lads. Just need fans, sure. you? Just a shame you ain't got fans there because you're doing really well, and you think yeah. the place would be bouncing, yeah. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's this COVID's been a sickness across on all fronts. You know, I've got people, I've got staff that parents have died. Uh, you know, I've got other other members of staff now that can't even get upstairs because of COVID. Uh, 
it's been a nightmare for everybody and uh, I'm really bullish with this vaccine and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking we're, we're going to be back on with fans. Uh, certainly for next season, we'll be back on at a decent level of fans. Uh, and I'm really hopeful now. I'm budgeting for a more or less a normal season next season. Uh, it'd be great to get to for him to watch us play in a playoff semi-final or playoff final, you know, in May when, when fans are allowed back. It'd be fantastic. It'd be fitting because, you know, the other thing about our fans, a lot of them bought season tickets. Uh, back in October, we offered to give him 50% back because we knew we knew that we, season weren't going to be on and uh, some took it because they needed it. They'd lost their jobs and whatever. And a lot left it in. You know, so it'd be great to 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 give them something back before the end of the season. It'd be... Uh, well, it'd be, it'd be for me to put a tin out on a on a great season. Hundred mm. percent, uh, love it. I actually could listen to you all night, Andy. I really could. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I really could. I can't thank you enough for for, for coming on and, and speaking to us. And I look forward to nicking three points off you on Tuesday. You understand? But you know, it's been a real, <laughs> real pleasure. I found I found it was one nil. And uh, listen, whatever happens, I, I wish wish you all all the best. And. Uh, your club and, and your manager and your owner. I think it's tough running a football club. Uh, it's tough managing a football team. Uh, uh, and you're not up against a lot of dummies in, in League One anymore. You know, it's not like Alton times when, you, when you're playing, you know, a lot of clubs that are really small budget and whatever. You're, you're up against clubs like you. And it's it's going to be a tough ask season in, season out. Uh, but you will break through. You will go back up to the championship, I'm sure. Uh, and, and that's when fun will start. I hope we go up with you. Uh, Absolutely. Then, then there's somebody up there we can beat. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Andy, yeah. thank, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, have yeah, a great weekend. Um, guys, we're back on Saturday at 2.30 for the match day ticket. Um, but Andy, thank you again. Rich, Matt, appreciate it. I'll Look give it a quick shout out, Martin, to Grant Cross. He's in hospital He's got COVID and, um, yeah, just um, all the best. Yeah, get well soon. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you again, Andy, and thanks all for watching. Have a great night. Have a-